Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I've categorized them into representation, drawdown, and wildlife. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. All right, first one here. This is coming from APNews.com. It's in representation. Uh, First African-American named to lead the U.S. Forest Service. Veteran forester Randy Moore has been named Chief of the U.S. Forest Service, the first African-American to lead the agency in its 116-year history. Moore, 66, replaces Vicki Christensen, who has led the agency since 2018. The Forest Service, a division of the Agricultural Department, oversees 193 million acres of public lands in 154 national forests and 20 national grasslands. Moore has served as regional forester in the California-based Pacific Southwest region since 2007, where he has had responsibility for 18 national forests in California and also Hawaii. He will take over from Christensen as head of the 30,000-employee agency upon her retirement July 26. As a regional forester, Moore has been on the forefront of climate change, most notably leading the region's response to the dramatic increase in catastrophic wildfires in California over the last decade. His proven track record of supporting and developing employees and putting communities at the center of the Forest Service work positions him well to lead the agency into the future at this critical time in our country. Second headline, this one's in the category of drawdown. This is coming out of Harvard. Harvard's new solid-state lithium battery can be recharged 10,000 times. Long-lasting, quick-charging batteries are essential to the expansion of the electric vehicle market, but today's lithium-ion batteries fall short of what's needed. They're too heavy, too expensive, and take too long to charge. For decades, researchers have tried to harness the potential of solid-state lithium metal batteries, which hold substantially more energy in the same volume and charge in a fraction of the time compared to traditional lithium-ion batteries. Now. Researchers have designed a stable lithium metal solid state battery that can be charged and discharged at least 10,000 times, far more cycles than have been previously demonstrated at a high current density. The researchers paired the new design with a commercial high energy density cathode material. This battery technology could increase the lifetime of electric vehicles to that of gasoline cars 10 to 15 years without the need to replace the battery. With its current density, the battery could pave the way for electric vehicles that can fully charge within 10 to 20 minutes. <laughs> That's 
pretty special. The next one here is coming from TheVerge.com. America used fewer fossil fuels in 2020 than it has in three decades. Americans gobbled up fewer fossil fuels in 2020 than they have in three decades, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Consumption of petroleum, natural gas, and coal dropped by 9% last year compared to 2019, the biggest annual decrease since the EIA started keeping track back in 1949. The COVID-19 pandemic was responsible for much of the fall as people stayed home to curb the spread of the virus and used less gas. In April 2020, oil prices nosedived below zero because there was so little demand. The U.S. transportation sector alone used up 15% less energy in 2020 compared to the year before. Higher temperatures last winter also helped to cut energy demand for heating, according to the EIA. As a result, greenhouse gas emissions from burning fossil fuels plummeted to a near 40-year low. Out of Reuters.com, Bangladesh scraps plan to build 10 coal-fired power plants. Bangladesh has canceled plans to build 10 coal-fired power plants, a government official has said, amid rising costs for the fuel and increasing calls from activists to base more of the nation's power on renewable energy. About 8% of the country's current electrical power comes from coal, but until last year, the nation had plans to significantly increase that percentage by building at least 18 coal-fired plants. Ten of those plants, which were not yet under construction, have now been canceled the head of PowerCell, a technical arm of their energy ministry, said. Others remain in construction or planning. There is concern globally about coal and we have to adhere to that, he said. The government is committed to reduce carbon emissions. When Bangladesh in 2010 produced an energy master plan, coal was cheap and the best option after gas. But dramatically, falling prices for solar power and somewhat cheaper natural gas have changed the picture. In the last category here, uh, wildlife. We've got two really great headlines. Uh, this first one's coming from the dailysun.com. It's uh, a mouse extinct for 150 years found living on an island. A mouse thought to have been um, extinct more than 150 years ago has been found alive on an island off the coast of Western Australia, researchers have discovered. Scientists compared DNA samples from eight extinct Australian rodents and 42 of their living relatives and discovered that the extinct Gould's mouse was indistinguishable from the Shark Bay mouse. Researchers were studying the decline of the country's native species since the arrival of Europeans in Australia in 1788. The mouse, which will still be known by the common name Jongari, or the Shark Bay mouse, was once found across the country from southwest western Australia to New South Wales, but was last seen in 1857. The introduction of invasive species, agricultural land clearing, and new diseases destroyed the native species, researchers said, adding that climate change and poor fire management also affected population sizes. The remaining populations of the Jungari were located on a single 42 square kilometer island in Shark Bay, Bernier Island. One small population is not enough for a species to survive, researchers said, so the mice have been taken to two other islands to establish new populations. And then our last headline here is from CNN.com. China says giant pandas are no longer an endangered species. Giant pandas are no longer endangered, Chinese officials have said. After decades of work to save the creatures, 
helped drive their population in the wild up to 1800. The species will be reclassified as vulnerable. Siu Shu Hong, director of the Department of Natural Ecological Protection of the Ministry of Ecology and Environment, said at a press conference. China has spent nearly half a century attempting to boost the population of its famous animals, creating sprawling panda reserves across several mountain ranges in an effort to save them from extinction. They were taken off the endangered list by the International Union of Conservation of Nature, IUCN, in 2016, but that decision was not initially mirrored by Chinese officials. China has established a relatively complete nature reserve system, Siu said, as he announced the move. Large areas of natural ecosystems have been systematically and completely protected, and wildlife hab habitats have been effectively improved. Giant pandas are infamously difficult to breed, with females only able to become pregnant for 24 to 72 hours each year. Since the 70s, Chinese officials have worked on a high-profile campaign to drive up their numbers. To counter habitat loss, officials have created specifically designed nature reserves in areas where their main food source, bamboo, is plentiful. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future. Thanks.